not all debt is bad debt. Hello, and welcome to Stuff They Should Have Taught You in School. I'm your host, of course, as always, Monsui. So today's episode is on how uh, how to use debt to make money. And in talking about this, I will then explain how not all debt is bad. Before we get into it, thank you to everyone listening right now. I uh, really do appreciate it. If you could leave a review, uh, subscribe, you know, share the episode and whatnot. Um, it really does help grow the podcast and help other people learn the stuff they should have taught you in school. Which I think you will agree is uh, really necessary. Um, also, disclosure, these are done in one take. So you might hear someone sneezing over there or uh, walking through <laughs> like it has happened before. But anyway, uh, we, we go on, we go on. So not all debt is bad. We are exactly, we, a lot of people are taught maybe from their parents or through their peer group at school, um, you know, avoid debt. I'll never have a credit card. I've met people at 25 years old, 30 years old, who've never had a credit card, who don't want to have a credit card because they f- maybe fear that they have a lack of uh, willpower, a lack of self-control, um, and that they would get a credit card and they would just spend too much money on it and they won't be able to pay it off. So they avoid they avoid debt like the plague, basically, and they think all oh, debt is bad. But in reality, debt can be good if you use it in the right way. Many, many wealthy people out here did not get wealthy without using debt. Debt is used in, you know, it's a natural part. Assets and liabilities, you know, creditors and debtors. It's a natural part of the finance system that we are, that we are inherent, we are are in the finance system. You know, it's it's all around you. When you log into your bank, when you make any payments, everything is working on the basics of debits and credits, essentially. And uh, part of that is debt. So, debt can actually be used to make money. How can you, you, how can we use debt to make money? Well, imagine if I can borrow, like I can do, at a, using a personal loan or a mortgage. Or, I'm not going to use credit cards in this example because they're a high interest rate. But imagine I could borrow 50 grand, 100 grand, 200 grand at 3%. 4%, 5%, 2%, and then I could use that capital that I've borrowed, and I can use that capital to again go and invest it and make 10%. So imagine I borrow something at 3% and I make 10% on it. So why wouldn't you do that? You're making the difference. You're making 7%, 10 minus 3. Why wouldn't you do that? Um, you're using other people's money, you're leveraging other people's money, and you're making money off their money, and they're only asking you for, you know, a little bit back. It's like, it's almost like if someone were to say to you, um, here's a TV, I want £100 for it. Now, because you have the knowledge, 
you say you, you because you have the knowledge they basically say okay i want a hundred pound for it in a week's time you say okay cool because you have the knowledge you know that tv is worth 200 pound so what do you do you have now have a week to sell this item at 200 pound even if you were to say okay let's discount it by you know 10 percent at 180 pound and sell it quickly then you pay them back a hundred pound and you've kept 80 pound you've made 80 pound out of nothing using other people's resources the only thing you've used is the knowledge so it's exactly this is what happens in um, when you buy real estate is you essentially if there's a property for a hundred thousand pound you don't spend you don't buy it cash you buy it using a mortgage long-term lending mortgage longer long-term lending or longer term lending generally has a lower interest rate you know one two three four percent five percent sometimes commercials yeah five six percent uh maybe up to seven depending but imagine you have a hundred thousand pound property you want to buy this you don't need a hundred thousand pound to buy this property you only need a deposit of 25 percent in some circumstances that could be five percent to 25 percent or maybe 5% to 30%, but we'll stick with 25% to keep the math simple. So you need 25 grand. So you get your savings out, you put down 25 grand, the bank loans you the rest of it, 75% of it. And they say to you, Monsui, they say, you know, they say, Monsui, um, here's 75,000 pounds to buy this property. And we're gonna help you buy the property. And you say, okay, what do you want in return? And they say to you, okay, well, you know, if you default on the payments, we're going to have a first charge so we can repossess the property to protect our downside. And um, while you do pay us back, we want you to pay us back um, the interest rate of 3%. And you say, okay, cool. What do you do then? You then use the rental income from there to pay off that. Um, loan or pay the interest off the loan if it's capital then the deal has to be slightly better you have to be making slightly more money out of it uh, so essentially what you've got here is leverage you can't do this with stocks you can't go to the bank and you can't say here's 25 grand why don't you put in 75 grand and let's buy some stocks they're gonna laugh at you like you're mad but property no so why wouldn't you borrow that kind of money and how about this? Could you even borrow 100% of the purchase price? Maybe you bought 75, you used 75 grand from the traditional bank. Maybe you used 25 grand from your mate or an investor. And you said to the investor, I'm going to pay you 6% a year or 5% a year. The investor turns around and says, that's a cracking rate. I'm getting 0.1% in the bank right now. You say to them, okay, we'll give you uh, interest only payments of 6%. And then you go to the bank and you pay them 3% on the 75 grand a year. And then on that, um, on the gross return, so the income over the um, value of the asset, £100,000. Imagine if that was 10%, 12%, 15%, which is not unheard of. It's perfectly reasonable to get these kind of deals. And I mean, I'm looking at deals right now that are just on the market and just, you know, standard 
standard thing any anyone can do and you're looking at 10 percent. and if you use a little bit of creativity then you can make that into 12 percent uh 15 percent even and guess what i'm actually going to investors with these properties and i'm saying i don't want to put the money in why don't you put the money in and they turn around and they say well you've got the knowledge you can manage it you can negotiate the deal and uh, you can do all these things and you can you've analyzed the market and you've done all of that so um, yeah we're happy for you to put no money in us to put all the money in buy the property own the property 50 50 and split the profits 50 50. So essentially what you've got here is making money from borrowing money from someone else. Now it may take a little second or two to get your head around this. But the basics the basics are here is that if you can borrow something at 2%, 3% and you can make 10% on it, you're making the difference there out of thin air pretty much. The only thing that you needed beforehand was the knowledge and the and the and the mindset to think yes, this is possible. This is what you call good debt. This is what you call good debt. Um, and properties, you know, generally one of the easiest ways to uh, sort of, you know, explain this. If you have a house that you own and you live in, that is not necessarily good debt. Yes, the value of the property goes up. However, to service the loan every single month, you're putting money down, you're putting money in. Whereas in a rental property, you're getting paid. Part of that payment that you're getting from the tenant is going to service the loan that paid for 75% of the building. So you're essentially making money on debt. You're making cash flow on debt. Okay, let's make another example. Say you bought stocks. I would argue, yes, it is an asset, but does it pay you dividends? Yes. Does it pay you cash flow? Yes, dividends. Um, but would the dividends be sufficient to cover the debt payments? Here we go. Now, it probably won't because dividends are quite low as a percentage of the stock value. Also, stocks are incredibly volatile. The capital value will go up, down, left, right and centre. Property is not so much the same. Property is like, you know, we know it goes up over time, generally, over the last however many years you want to go back. We know it goes up over time. However, um, and we know that the rents can cover our mortgage. So it's a very secure way of borrowing to make money. Okay, let's go even further and say, what happened if I were to take a, uh, you know, uh, buy something on a credit card which I thought was an asset such as stock such as a stock um, now this is where it's going to get risky and this is how you can get stung because there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to pay that back especially if you're betting on Billy down the pub has told you um, I don't know Microsoft shares they got a new product coming up or something random crap Microsoft BA who whatever company and they say oh you know you know uh, someone has told me or oh, my cousin does trading and he said or oh, it's gonna go up in value it's gonna double in one month so i got a grand out of my credit card and i put it in the stock market 
I'm an investor, I am. No, you're not. You're probably, um, I would argue, you're a fool for doing that. I mean, yeah, if you're going to use a £1,000, be happy to lose it, especially in the stock market. Any investment is is risky. Um, so here now we can see that the debt can either be used, you know, for example, even even you can use debt to buy stuff that you can then sell on. And this is almost like fundamentals of business here. So imagine if I use my credit card to buy a laptop, but then I, in that one month before I had to pay it back with the interest, I made money using that laptop to pay it back. So is that a debt or an, is that a, you know, is that a good way to use debt or not? Well, yeah, you could argue it's risky, but you still made money. And you still managed to pay off the debt. Another example uh, you know, use a credit card and go and buy some items that you can then go sell on at a profit. Now, obviously, there's a risk here, like there is in anything, because I tell you that, you know, life is risky, right? You're not going to get out of it alive, put it that way. Um, but if you were to then borrow some money, buy an item that you would then want to sell on, obviously, you have to then know about the market and know that you can do that in that time. But here you see that you're basically making money out of nothing. It's the analogy of the buying the TV for £100 and saying I'll pay you back later, but then going to sell it for £200 in the meantime and making £100 off it. This is how you can use other people's money to make money for you. And um, those of you that have been listening to this, prop this uh, podcast for a while or two years pretty much, or if you've listened to about other episodes, you've probably figured out that I'm in property. And um, with property, you have to use debt. Half the deals won't stack if you use cash. Now, there's, you know, there's exit strategies where you can do, where you could buy something cash, do it up, and then refinance it, pull out all your money. Um, and therefore, your, and, you know, the cash that you put in may not, again, be your own. It could be privately financed. All, all the point I'm trying to get across in this episode is that debt is not inherently bad. It's a natural part. People use it to make money, and most people use it, and they lose money. But if you educate yourself, and you learn, you know, you become financially literate, then you understand that you can use the debt to make money. Um, here's another example. Imagine you had... Uh, well, here's, here's an example of, um, you know, a clever way to use debt. Or a, a clever way uh, to use some of your own capital by, um, you know, investing it. So, for example, imagine you had saved up 50 grand. You want to go buy a car, a brand new car. So, person A can go and buy that brand new car for £50,000. And their money is gone, disappeared, going down in value. It's a liability. You have to put money in every single month to keep it going. Insurance, road tax, maintenance, fuel, whatever. Person B uses that 50 grand, they invest it in a property. That property cash flows them £500 profit a month. This is just a scenario, yeah? Or £300, £500. Then they use that cash flow to lease um, on a... Well, to, to do a higher purchase agreement on a car, on the same car. 
So now you've got two people. One has bought it outright cash. The other person has invested that 50 grand, which is now going to be going up in value, and then use the cash flow to buy the car. You basically got a car for free. You still got your fifty grand. Yeah, okay, you can't just go out and spend it, but it's 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 you know it's held in an asset, which is cash flowing you, which is paying for that car. So in one scenario you don't use debt, in the other scenario you do use debt, but you use it in a clever way, and this is what wealthy people do. This is you know exactly how you know you should be having the goal where you want ten million dollars worth of debt, but then if you've got Twenty million dollars worth of equity in there, and, and um, you know the assets value is thirty million in total, and it's cash flowing and able to pay off the debt, the monthly payments. Um, then you know it's a no-brainer, really. One one way I start, I look at things is, is I imagine, um, I I have an internal rate of return myself, so I know for a fact I can get 6% all day long in certain investments and uh, you know these investments I've tried over many years and they've worked that's not to say that they will continue to work in the future but just that it's likely that they will so I can compare anything to 6% so imagine I borrow 20 grand at let's get the calculator out because look, I could say it's done in one take and half of this crap is just off my head. Um, so, say I borrowed 20 grand. Say I got a further, what's called a further advance on the property. Which basically means that the, that the bank lends you a little bit more money. So say they lend me 20 grand and they lent it at me at 2%. So, um, and I'm paying interest only. So I have to pay £400 a year. I've just done the calculation. 2% times by £20,000 equals £400 a year. So that's roughly about £30 a month I have to pay back, just on that twenty grand interest only, yeah? If it's capital, then it becomes slightly more... Exp it becomes slightly different. Um, so, what do we do here? So imagine if we could then invest... Um, part of that money at 6%. So now what we're going to ask is how much of that money invested at 6% will cover the monthly payments of £33, whatever it was, a month. So bear with me here. So if I did £400 a year divided by 6%, that gives me 6,660. I haven't used the greatest numbers, but basically gives me 6,700. So what this is telling me, if I invest £6,700 at 6% a year, I will pay or I will pay the interest proportion which the bank is asking me to pay every single month. I'll be able to pay that off. Use it if I just use out the 20 grand. So I borrowed 20 grand at 2%. I take £6,700 off that at 6%. And the monthly payments on the 20 grand is the same as the money I'm going to make at 6% on the 6,700. What does that mean? That means I can borrow 20 grand, take 6,700, put it into an investment that's going to make 6% a year, use that to pay off the 20 grand, but then hold on, I've still got the best part of 13 grand left. 
That's basically free money. That's free money. That's 13 grand. It's free for free, pretty much. It's pretty much for free. The only cost is your knowledge and the risk that you may not be able to make the payments or that your investment may fail and all this stuff, which you mitigate through knowledge, experience, and, uh, you know, speaking to professionals and all this sorts of stuff. So it may take you a second to get your head around that. So I'll just finish up and um, I'll just briefly explain again how to use debt to make money. Because, you know, this sort of stuff really goes against traditional ways of thinking. They don't teach you this stuff in school. Most likely your parents probably won't get it either. Uh, most likely your peers probably won't get it either. Um, so the fundamental is here, is that the debt can be good or bad depending on what you use it for. If you borrow money and you put it into something which is going to then disappear, like food or, you know, if you bought a TV, it just goes down in value. There's no cash flow coming out of that. Or if you bought a car, there's no cash flow coming out of that. Unless, of course, you use it as like a taxi driver or you leased it out to someone else and made money on it. Now, this is like getting a little bit further away, but bear with me. If you can borrow money, you have a choice to put it in something that is going to then pay you or something that is not going to pay you. To put it in an asset, which will pay you, or a liability, which won't pay you, and maybe you even have to put money in. So imagine if you borrowed something and you had to pay 3% a year interest on that. You borrowed 50 grand, 3% a year, 100 grand, 3% a year, whatever it is. But then you took that £100,000 which the bank has just given you and said, okay, pay us this much a month. Um, that's the interest proportion of the loan or that's the interest and capital proportion. Um, then you take that money and you go whack it in something else like real estate and it cash flows you. Then you use that cash flow to pay off a, you, and, and then you work out what your return is on that 100 grand and your return is 10%. Then you use out of that 10%, you take 3% off that 10%, leaving you 7 You take that 3% and you pay it back to the bank. The bank's happy. You've got 7% for free. You borrow at 3%, invest at 10%. Just an example. It could be 2 and 10%. It could be 5 and 15 It could be anything. Or, um, you know, you borrow money and you invest it in a business, your own business or some products or services which you can then sell. The fundamental truth is that Every single company out there is going to have debt. You cannot go around about life and say, oh, you know what? I actually want to have enough money to do the things I want to do. and But I don't want to take any debt. Everything is debt, pretty much. Everything is either debt, you know, asset or liability. Um, I would argue that, you know, when you get your phone on a contract, you're in debt to the, to the contract holder and you're paying them off every month. Um, I recently bought a um, phone for my mum and um, they offered me two years interest-free credit rather than paying up front. It was an iPhone, so you can imagine that they are not cheap. So instead of paying for that up front, I pay monthly for it. It's debt. 
However, if I can then use that cash that I would have used to then make money, then isn't that a phone for free? Anyway, that is how basically to use debt to make money. You borrow at a lower percentage and you make a high, and you go and make a higher percentage. It might take yourself a head uh, a second to get your head around it. You might have to listen to this once or twice. You might have to uh, do a bit more research yourself. Um, but the knowledge is always key um, before you go do do anything. You know you've got to learn it. You've got to understand it. So I will finish off there. Remember, not all debt is bad, and you can use debt to make money. So um, go for it. Email me, monsoon.icloud.com. If you have any feedback, topic requests, whatever, I will see you on the next episode where we will cover something which hopefully someone will send me a topic request, which I don't have. I have never had a topic request. So if you want to be the first uh, person to give me a topic request, uh, you may get a shout-out or something else that I could send you as a thank you for being the first person and a congratulations for being the first person to email me um, with a topic request. Anyway, you have been listening to stuff they should have taught you in school. I've been Monsui. You now know how to use debt to make money. And I will see you on the next episode.